Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Charlie Baker. And Andy Jacobs. And you're listening to the H&J Daily No Pool today. So it's me and Andy Garfunkel and Garfunkel. A, a joke I will use again and again, Andy. Not bad. Because I do like it. Um, we were joined by Martin Kellner, of course. <laughs> yes. Uh, squad number nine. And uh, who else will be joined by? Tancredi Palmieri to talk about uh, the Italian Possibly. disaster last night. <laughs> Marcella Morrow definitely came on and told us about uh, Diego Maradona's heart. Might yes. be on its way to Qatar. The fans have their way. Quite yeah. a mad story, but so here, here, it, here it all is. Good afternoon, everybody. Good afternoon, Andy. Good afternoon, Charlie. It's got to be Warren versus that lawyer on the undercard, isn't it? Man, <laughs> it was sensational. It was like it's still baking hot in this studio <laughs> from the massive aggro that's just kicked off. <laughs> was that just stoking the fire? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and what do you think of him? Did you hear what he said about you? It was like that. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, Very I've got good. a theory. I might put this to Matt Pryor. Oh, go on. But I reckon that Jack Leach should open for England. Uh, you, I think we've had this discussion uh, seriously, uh, honestly, a, a while ago. Because why wouldn't you? Because he's got can, a much better can... technique than Lee's or Crawley or or the other one. What's the other one? Lawrence or Burns. He's got. He, seriously, he could take the shine off the new ball. The trouble is, we'd be eighteen for no wicket at lunch. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. so, so what? Yeah. Still yeah, in. brilliant performance there, brilliant. Well, brilliant. I mean, I I, uh, t- I turned it off in the afternoon, thinking, oh, I can't, be, I don't want to listen to this anymore. But then turned it on later that evening during the Wales game, and I was like, they're still batting. This is unbelievable. <laughs> no, but it's still only two hundred. Exactly. But we'll, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. But yeah. it's interesting, isn't it? You give, I suggested on Wednesday that you know they'd be suit the West Indies if they actually had a sporting wicket because they've got a better attack than we had. Yeah. And of course, it, that's how it transpired. And it made for a much better day's cricket, honestly. Lovely, so, lovely days cricket, and we'll be, and of course from two o'clock you can <clears> listen to it on Talksport Two, where it's live and exclusive. But Matt will join us in a second. Uh, you, you were telling me that uh, Alex, Sir Alex Ferguson, nearly blew up his cooker. Yes, not recently. <laughs> not you recently, no. Not yesterday. No, no. Okay. <laughs> Sir Alex Ferguson. This is a story in the Star. Must come from podcast or something. Sir Alex Ferguson blew up a cooker after leaving a box of matches on top of the grill. It happened while he was sharing digs with ex Aberdeen and Manchester United assistant Archie Knox. <laughs> when neighbours dashed to see if he was okay, he replied, "Aye, all right. I've just blown the expletive grill up. You know. I don't know if it was one of his half-time oh, hair dryers." You ever, have you ever blown up the kitchen, Andy? Ever... I can't say I have. Really. I've, I've caused a fire or two. Oh, yeah. where? Where have you caused fires? Oh, in the kitchen. Oh, yeah. in the kitchen. Yeah, 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 yeah. The old oil and water situation. 
Exactly. I was exactly that. I was once left at home uh, cooking for my own lunch when I was 17, which feels a bit too old to be to be getting it wrong in the kitchen. Mm. And uh, I set. I was cooking some pizzas. I left them in, and then I pulled them out, and the place went up because it was still a, a greasy grill. <laughs> and so I, you know, what I did. Do you know what I did, Andy? I threw water on it. That's bad. Which is not it? the good it's thing to really do, is it? And then it do. went up like backdraft, and the whole <laughs> kitchen. But luckily, my mum wanted a new kitchen. She was absolutely well. She wasn't thrilled. But I hope you know. the insurance company not listening. Insur- was it a claim? <laughs> Where there's a claim. <laughs> I think there was a claim. It's a long time ago, Andy. I think it's absolutely fine. Folks <laughs> thinking yeah, bake. I'm going to bake. Yeah, right. that. <laughs> but so yeah, we were yeah. wondering. We wanted some people's uh, cooking cookery disasters. When did you? Leave the hob on eight ten eighty nine. The 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 as long as people you know survived it. The yeah. f- the oh, funnier no, the better. Obviously, <laughs> <laughs> we won't be ringing out for talent. It's will no, exactly. ideal, really. No, exactly. Um, now it's very interesting. I, I, if it's true, the ricket bid has been the rickets uh, yes. uh, being ruled out. I'll be pleased about that. But yeah. I've worked it out. People think I'm a bit pessimistic, but I think in the end, whoever they the, is on the name list, they'll they'll come up with a reason for them not to buy. It'll only be the Mother Teresa Foundation. They'll be the only people <laughs> that fit and proper to and buy Chelsea. We go walking around Lourdes going, would you like to buy Chelsea? <laughs> Light a, buy this candle. Honestly, the decision not to let Chelsea sell home tickets, it, it feels club rivalry inspired. I'm paranoid. Mm, I know, but you're not does. very positive about it, are well, you? I, I, the whole thing I mean, why not let them, you know, it's ridiculous for them not to be able to sell home to you. You lose your home advantage. What, what, I just don't get it. It just feels, there's no sense to it. And even Henry Winter has been very critical of the club. So there makes no sense to punish the fans in this way, I'm sure. Are you on Memo? You know that thing? No, Memo? I'm, not, I'm not on many things. I'm on Instagram. Memo's that thing where you, people pay for you to do, I mean, oh, yes. you know, a message saying, oh, hi, it's Charlie Baker. Here. Oh, yes. Uh, Mark Watson was plugging this morning. His cameo, cameo is a similar yeah, one, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, that's right. To, uh, for, for Mother's Day. You'd be a success on Mother's Day, I think, can't you? Well, I might be, you know, but I, yeah, I've never been asked. Hi, I'm Andy Jacobs. It's cheaper. your birthday. What's the point? <laughs> <laughs> My old mate Alan Fletcher from uh, from Neighbours. Oh, yes. He's on sale at the moment at is £18. Pounds. Is he? He was 36. And, and he'll say anything, will he? Do <laughs> well, they just read from anything. a script? <laughs> no, he'll say, he'll say anything you want within reason. I'm going to perjure himself, is he? Well, there's another cool subject. Eight ten eighty nine. What would you like Andy to say to you on memo? And how much would you pay? Nothing. But well, we'll find out. People are going to text us in, Andy. You saying nothing? Wonderful to see Gareth Bale reproduce oh. those skills again. Fantastic, isn't that he? Really? Free, how does he even take that free kick? He said. I read an interview this morning, and he was saying he got bored of curling. Yeah. Of, of not, not, yeah. the win, not the winter but it's Olympics. like golf he sees everything as golf yeah so that was like a golf shot he just had yeah. to chip it into the, into the postage stand it was brilliant but the, the second the, goal was wonderful the right. Austrian players are, are big lads and mm. they jump so he's got to get it up and over that wall mm. and into the top corner it's just a phenomenal phenomenal free kick it was absolutely and, uh, fantastic but the commentator said you know he always plays well for Wales but he only plays for Wales so <laughs> that's it isn't it really it's a strange existence he has I well, mean you can't take away what he's achieved for Madrid, but it seems an incredible waste of a latter part of his career that he he doesn't care. He has achieved quite a lot for, for oh, Real Madrid. Oh, no, he Madrid. has, but it's just in the last two or three years he's hardly played and he's, on, he's, he's in this gilded cage of 600 grand a week, yeah. you know, which, I mean, obviously he thinks is quite good. Well, he doesn't get selected, does he? <laughs> no, he doesn't get, really, I mean, yeah. Do you think he'll come back, he'll come back to Spurs? No. No? Oh, no, 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 no. 
if he he'll either pack it in, he's he's made a lot of provisions for his life after football. Yeah. Or he'll go and play in America. I suppose he might go and play for Beckham or something like that. Or something like that. Yeah. Now, as you see, em, this week Emma Raducanu signed yes. up as a uh, ambassador for, for Porsche. Porsche. Yeah, I saw that. I know it's just great, isn't it? And but uh, went out in the first round again. Well, well done. But have a nine eleven on us. <laughs> Too much, too soon. Who said that? Any chance? Uh, Andy, right. I, I disagree with you on this, Andy. You know, she's still learning the game. I know she's won early. She's yeah, won a tournament give early. give somebody who's still learning the game it, the riches that someone who's conquered the game or mastered the game would get? Because, because I, I'm only jealous. I mean, I will admit that. Yeah, you, you, we'd all take it. We'd yeah, all take it. I, I know exactly what you mean. It might put her off her game a bit, but... She's obviously a brilliant tennis player, but she's multi-talented as well. She's multi-skilled. She's very marketable, and I think yeah. it'll come good again. Can't wait to see her at Wimbledon. What is she multi-skilled? She's good at tennis, isn't she? No, no. When she was growing up, she did motocross. She did go-karting. She did all sorts. Yeah, but that's not really reason to become a Porsche ambassador. Well, if she's a good driver, she can yeah. be a Porsche ambassador. <laughs> I think. I think she's. I think she's absolutely brilliant. I think she's brilliant for the sport. Um, but you she, think she'll ever win a tournament? I'd like, no, she'll ever win another game? I'd like her to win two games in a row. <laughs> That's what I would like. Uh, this bloke wrote to the Daily Star. He said, thank you, Daily Star, uh, to Todd, for the free £2 bet I used at the uh, Cheltenham Festival last week. I won £30. All right, we don't spend it all at once, mate. Tremendous. <laughs> well done. You might be buying Chelsea, you never know. Oh, and here's your memo, um, Andy. Hey, Alan Fletcher did a Christmas greeting for me. Delivered with enthusiasm and professionalism, would recommend. There's a review well, for it. Well, I'd recommend too, because once I, we had a neighbour's party once. Yeah. And uh, we were, it was a sort of fancy dress neighbour's okay. thing party. Who did you go as? Uh, Daphne? No, I went as... Who did I go as? I've forgotten now. Uh, Lou Carpenter. Lou Carpenter. I was yes, very, sun, very sunburnt and okay. very grey. I mean, obviously I'm very grey okay. now anyway, but I was, at that time I had to put a lot of talcum powder on my hair. Okay. Yeah. And uh, I knew Alan. Me and Max know Alan quite okay. well. Yeah. And he's been on the show several, several times. Yeah. Name dropping. <laughs> so I said to him, Alan, can you give us a message that I could play? And actually it was live. He came on live. Oh. On Facebook or something like that. FaceTime, not Facebook. Oh, yeah. yeah. Why so technological? <laughs> Did he page you? <laughs> and uh, he went, hello, everybody. Dr. Carl here. I hope you're having a great party. And oh, all Marvellous. an exciting thing to happen. party. Really yeah, did, like yeah. in This Is Your Life. Sorry I can't be there. <laughs> My wife went as... Um, My wife. The, the baby. You know the baby that's got massive ears? Toadie's baby. I've forgotten her name now. Got a huge ear, so she was... Dressed up as a baby with these massive ears. Oh, right, yeah, Alan right. thought that was great. That's a great one. What a good idea. <laughs> yeah, look, a few people. Can Andy Jacobs do a memo birthday message as Roy Hodgson? Of course cheaper, I can. Cheaper than hiring Roy himself. Yes, That'd be nice. That's right. Doesn't, doesn't put a price on it. No, um, well, whatever. I, I I don't want the money myself, so you can give it to a good okay. cause. And uh, Stephen Hull says, lads, I'd pay 20 quid a pop if Andy said he loved Rita Ora and Gemma Collins. Oh, uh, no problem at all. No problem with that. There we are. Good yeah. stuff. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? 
helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Listening to Charlie Baker and Andy Jacobs, Hawksby and Jacobs through till four this afternoon. Now, page three of the star, Andy, today. You pointed this out. I like it. Mm, yeah. Football fans plan to take Diego Maradona's heart to the World Cup to inspire Argentina to glory. They've launched a campaign to transport the organ from South America to Qatar with the team this winter because they believe the presence of the star, of the star will create good luck for the team. It's very Argentinian superstition type thing from football fans oh yeah it's a well, bit bonkers a bit bonkers but to tell us more about it is our Argentine football writer Marcella Morris joins us now hi Marcella hello there how are you uh, very well mm-hmm. is, is this normal behaviour <laughs> well I you know I take issue with this idea that it's <laughs> a national trait although we do have a history of uh, yes of, of fetishising body parts of our dead heroes. The issue with Maradona's heart is that it's actually uh, already being preserved in uh, in the police science okay. forensic unit uh, to be studied and uh, for his, you know, a, a correct death course of death to be investigated. Mm-hmm. So while the investigation is ongoing, and I believe for about 10 years, the heart will be preserved uh, in 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 this lab, so there is a petition going round, and I actually I think there is a, a, a kind of PR and advertising agency behind it, but there is a petition going round, and it's got quite a lot of signatories to take the heart to Qatar, because that's what Diego would have wanted. <laughs> of course, it's it's a shame they didn't preserve his hand. Yeah, it would have been a lot better, wouldn't it? Take that with you. This is a, an, well, an, I, an Englishman speaking. Was it the hand or the foot that was worth the most? Uh, yeah, well, no, true. it's the intelligence, I'm afraid, that are being investigated. I think that, yes, the, 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 the muscles and the extremities are beyond discussion, absolutely superlative and top of the notch. The, the issues are with what caused his sad demise internally. And- wasn't there a thing where people tried to go to the grave and sort of exhume him? Wasn't there this sort of... I remember seeing... There was some weirdness about around his death, wasn't there, afterwards? Well, look, I mean, it was such a, uh, an extraordinary 
of event in a way, social event. I, I, I was invited to give a talk in a very um, poor school in one of the slums in Buenos Aires mm. last week with, with another person who knew Diego quite well. And it was really interesting to see this, this project that Diego Maradona is becoming a subject. Do you know what I mean? Educational. Sure. sure. Really. And we did talk about the day he died and and the kind of extraordinary events that around the coffin. It, it had been quite a strict lockdown in Buenos Aires, one of the longest in the world. And people poured to the streets. And there was this sense of going back to the stadium. It was the football crowds that were, you know, congregating in the presidential palace. And there was a, a point in the afternoon when it got quite intense, quite heavy. And some people, uh, I don't think there was ever any real threat of, of, of kind of opening up the coughing and doing harm to the body. But at one point, things got quite tense. The police stepped in. There was a big, you know, football-like segregation of fans one way, family the other. And one of his daughters apparently did like clutch to the coffin saying, I, I'm worried they're going to steal dad. Mm. I'm worried they're going to steal him. But it, but it didn't come to that. I mean, historically, of course, we've had, uh, you know, attempts to kind of steal the hands of, of, of uh, Perón hey, and so Perón, on. Yeah, when, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it, 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 Andy's not a million miles of the truth and he's an Argentinian <laughs> trick. But <laughs> It's about wanting something uh, to hold on to, you know, some something of the, mm. of the hero, of the legend, or the iconic politician, or whatever. But as I say, with the heart, it won't involve any kind of uh, appalling Dave grieving because um, grave digging, even spoonerism, because uh, it's it's already being preserved in a in a little jar. So should the petition succeed, yeah. could end up in guitar. Customs alike. <laughs> Follow, but following the national team, sorry, Marcelo, following the national team in Argentina is is a real passion, isn't it? I mean, we remember in Brazil, people drove up, which is not so bad. I mean, driving from Argentina, but in Russia, Paul was amazed that to see so many people coming from Argentina to follow the team, and it's not wasn't cheap for them to go all that distance. I think that's the thing with World Cup. Uh, audiences, though, which are, they're very passionate, but they're not the, uh, you know, weak, weekly football crowd that you see back home, except for maybe some organised fan groups that get help to travel. And it used to be the case that more did. Um, I think South Africa was the last uh, kind of proper huge exodus of real terrace daily goers. That, that got help, uh, organised help, like much like English fans might. You know, there are lots of supporters associations and so on that get uh, together to 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 get to group tickets. But the but even you know the 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 posher or richer people, or, or it could also be lots of Argentinians that live near wherever it happens. I mean, I remember in Germany, um, bumping into loads of Argentinians that lived in Europe, like myself, mm. who go to a game or two because it became easy and I think what you, what we saw in Brazil was exactly the same people drove because you, it is within driving distance but the passion is there even back home I mean I remember in Brazil I decided to fly back to Argentina for the final because I felt that this was where the real passion was going to be and it was amazing it was lovely because Argentina got to the final and it was going to be um, home soil were and not 
milling about yeah. amidst yeah. hundreds of sad Brazilians. There is a World Cup qualified tonight that everyone's very hyped up about because we believe it might be Messi's last game on home soil for Argentina because, mm. of course, after a qualifier in Ecuador and then that's it and who knows after the World Cup if he'll play again who so knows? who knows well, we're going to have to let you go I'm afraid Marcella but thanks so much we will, um, follow, speak to you. We will follow the story of Diego Maradona's heart now with, with our heart in it is that, is that any sort of link Andy <laughs> no, I don't know no, terrible. no terrible link there we are but Marcella you've been a fantastic <laughs> guest thank you very much thank you the Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast Sir Alex Ferguson blew up an oven as a younger man, and we've been asking for your cooking disasters, Hayden, who's 28, thank you, Hayden, when I was around seven to eight years old, I thought it was a good idea 20 to, years ago. Yeah, thank you. Oh, birthday spread, knowledge coming in there, Andy. <laughs> good idea to reheat a couple of hard-boiled eggs in the microwave. Oh, dear. Oh, lovely. Put them in for a couple of minutes, took them out a tad timidly <laughs> as they were slightly wobbling, but fearless at that age, I put a fork straight into it, and bang, they exploded into my face. I left some burns on my face. Oh, no. <laughs> and the parents at football training were looking at my mum thinking, what had I done to deserve a face like that? How nice. Oh. How nice that. I swear it was the eggs. There we are. Thank you, Hayden. Appreciate it. Uh, I was reading this morning that people with high voices oh, yeah. are more likely to suffer heart attacks than people with low voices. You'll be oh. fine because you've got a lovely deep voice. Nice. Not such good news for Jimmy Somerville. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully it'll be all right. It'll be all right. Um, why do you think that is? What, what's the science behind it? Um, just having a higher voice, more stress on your heart? Yeah, it doesn't really say why. It just says it's related to... They've just done a lot of research and yeah. they've obviously gone to people who've got... Have you had heart trouble? And they go, yeah. yes, I have actually. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that, I don't know. You've got a very low, uh, low tone, haven't you? Have well, you always low, had, low, you always I've had a low tone. the tone. tone. <laughs> I don't know about low tone. Have you always yeah. had a low... Did you, did you sort of... 14 years old, did it go and you were, no, oh, hello, oh, mind. I don't think I really do. <laughs> <laughs> Got a touch of the Bob Harris. <laughs> really great music. It really is. There we are. What else you got oh, there, Bob, Andy? I wish Bob, well, I think oh. he's had a touch of COVID, so I wish him well. Wish him, well wish we had a chat with him the well, other day, yeah. yeah. Uh, what else? A touch of COVID got? sounds like one of the bands he puts <laughs> on on a Thursday night. Well done, Boris, though. Wasn't it brilliant him saying that he thought Ukraine should go straight to the World Cup? Oh, Managed no. to upset all this the was, Scotland This was fans. a misstep, wasn't it? Yeah, because there's no votes for the Tories in Scotland, <laughs> so he doesn't care, really. He's probably, <laughs> he's probably more likely to get votes in Ukraine. Uh, what, wonder what, what do you think will happen with that game, Andy? Scotland v Ukraine. What do you can you oh, can you imagine know. what what are they going to do? I think it's a very difficult very situation. Difficult. I mean, you know, it's, I think Alan was saying that everybody uh, would be against Scotland. You know, of course, all the neutrals would be with Ukraine, understandably, and so that does make it difficult. Um, I don't know. The game's got to be played. We'll wait and see. I think there are other priorities, higher priorities. But Alan was funny this morning. He was winding up our reporter Lawrence Moore and saying to him, "Game's got to be at the Millennium Stadium because it." For Welsh people, the Cardiff Stadium is obviously... A, yes, of you know, course, yeah. If you're a Jack, though, you know, if you're a yeah. Swansea fan. Yeah, well, that's true. But the, the the crowd last night, the sound of the crowd was wonderful. Yeah, absolutely the wonderful. singing, yeah. incredible, you know, so... Uh, well, the singing's always great at the, at the mm. Wales games, but the, it's become FC Wales, isn't it? That that Because a lot of the players mm. don't play in the first teams for their 
for their clubs. It's become like their club side. It's fantastic. Yeah, that's true. And it's good that actually the game's not going to take place till June because if it was going to take place next week... They all looked Bale, cramped up Ramsey, and injured, didn't they? they yeah, played, no, exactly, you know, yeah. Bale's got a long time to get fit now for the summer because he won't be playing any other football. So it'll be fine. There was an interesting report this morning. There's a lot of stuff about the Chelsea thing and there's... Yeah report came in and it said oh now of course I won't be able to find it which is absolutely oh, brilliant okay. what did the report say Andy it said that the the uh, one of the found people bidding for it is the uh, sort of group or consortium of Sir Michael Broughton I was thinking is he related to Sir Martin well done <laughs> <laughs> be another one coming in there yeah, exactly no problem at all um, what else I noticed also we're going to talk about the women's six nations in a minute we and, are yeah uh, that and the Pakistan-Australia uh, recent test series is finished today. You know, interesting game, actually. All sponsored by TikTok. TikTok seems to really be getting in, which mm. is odd, really, because all these sports last longer than a minute. <laughs> you know, the Women's Six Nations is quite a long, you've got to have a lot, quite a lot of concentration. It's about getting your brand out there, you see. So uh, TikTok have got quite heavily involved in Wrexham in, in the National League. Yeah. I know they've got Hollywood owners, and that's, yeah. and that's how that's come about. But I think it's about getting the brand out. There's something about the TikTok Kadir Benno trophy that they play for. It's two great <laughs> cricketers with this thing that's got nothing to do with cricket whatsoever. I think you'd be, you'd be very successful on TikTok, Andy. Well, if, I'm, if you, I'm already on TikTok. Uh, are you? I do oh, apologise. Yeah. What do you do? What's your main thing? The dances? I did, long before it became very popular to impersonate Salt Bay, I did a load of Salt Bay videos. Um, I remember, videos. Yeah, I remember yeah. you doing them, yeah. We yeah. stopped doing that now, it's become well, popular. Well, no point now, is there really? No point. I passed there yesterday, I was driving past. And, yeah. uh, didn't, didn't look busy. No. <laughs> <laughs> the queues outside, they've gone. Do you think people found out that you can just get salt anywhere? Well, it's not just that. It's if he's not there, there's no point going there, is there? Because you can't. There's no point because you can't Instagram it without him being okay, there. Okay, you need him to be there. Someone could dress up as him, can't they? It's a bit of a costume, isn't it? You know, a bit of a star, stars in their eyes. Salt I'll go there. I'm prepared to do it. Could be, be good. Nice, nice move for you, yeah, wouldn't it? Very Become, much, yeah. Stars in their eyes. Salt Bay. I went to a brother's barbecue. He set the garden fence and the shed on fire. This is nice. I Thank you. You went Salt Bay's brother's no, no, barbecue. No, no. no. <laughs> this is Steve from Lisbon again. He set the steak would have been good. Fire seems to follow Steve from Lisbon around. I went to a brother's barbecue. He set the garden fence and shed on fire. Uh, after the fire brigade left, he dished up some very burnt food and I asked what it was. He said it's either a sausage or a piece of chicken or a burger. I ate it and I was on the toilet for 24 hours. It. Don't just eat it. That's such a bad idea. That's right. A good rule for life is if you don't know what it is, don't eat it. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Charlie Baker and Andy Jacobs with you through till four o'clock, and we're joined by Martin Kellner. Hello, Martin. Hello, Charlie. It's a pleasure to be here. Nice well, to see you. Lovely to see and you. But always nice to see Andy as well. Of course, yeah, thank you very much. It seemed like an afterthought that, if I'm honest. <laughs> We didn't see you at Cheltenham last week. You normally go, don't you? Yeah, I usually go, but I, I couldn't take the financial loss. I needed to fill my car up. So I thought, what is it? Go to Cheltenham and get a tank of petrol. So well, I got a tank of petrol instead. Bookies but, were very sad not to see you there. Yeah, they would have been. I, well, I, I actually managed to lose a fair amount of money at home. I had oh, well two tipsters helping me. I uh, didn't go. And I'm gathering, had I been there, because I always follow Andy Smart when I'm there at Cheltenham, mm. I would have, he had a 40-to-1 winner, didn't he? Yeah, I think he had something like 80. 
18 winners out of 28 wow. bets or something like really? that. Really? I would say we yeah. were surrounded by the finest the racing thing. minds going. Lots of jockeys, yeah. lots of tipsters, and Andy Smart did come out on top of all of them. Yeah, he would have done it. He's he knows really his smart. stuff. That's Worth smart. following. But it wasn't on television, and you're here well, to tell us. Well, it was on television, so it happens. Un- not while I was there. <laughs> no. And, and, but you're here to tell us about sport on television. I certainly am. Um, there's a new documentary that Sky are plugging very, very heavily uh, called Super Greed, The Fight for Football, okay. which is nowhere near as good as um, as you thought it might be. <laughs> it's, done, it's done by Fullwell73, who are oh, very yeah. well known, and uh, if I knock them a bit, that's not going to bother them one little okay. bit, because, you know, they produce carpool karaoke yeah. and God knows what, James, James Corden's involved, isn't James he? Corden's yeah, involved, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's a huge company, so I feel absolutely um, at liberty to, to say it's a very clichéd uh, oh. watch, I thought, to yeah. be honest. It starts with that. They have... Um, well, it starts with a quote from uh, Marcello Bielsa, which says, um, I love football because the weak can beat the powerful, which obviously the team you support... You're, well, we can um, find that out now and again. Yes, now and again. We'll find that out this weekend at Weymouth Away. Didn't uh, have Weymouth a lot with Leeds in the last well, no, no. month, did it? <laughs> there we go. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Anyway, yeah. so they start with this quote from Marcello. And then the first interviews with Javier Tebas, who uh, the boss of uh, La Liga, and they just do that cliche thing. Every documentary you see nowadays starts with somebody sitting on a sofa or a mm. seat, a clapperboard, yeah. him saying, "Right, so um, what are we going to talk about?" And all that. And we've seen that too often. Yeah. I have to say, I agree with that. Um, you think the honesty's gone from it? Yeah, putting think, their mic on. Precisely. We yeah. we we get that scene at the start of every single documentary. So, um, to be honest, I wasn't madly impressed with it from the start. Um, Obviously, we all know that the talk of a European Super League, uh, it says he has been going on since the early 1990s. Mm-hmm. It's been going on way before that. Not mentioned in the documentary, but um, Terry Venables wrote a book with Gordon Williams back in the 1960s, I think, or early 70s, called They Used to Play on Grass, which was talking about a European Super League yeah. back then. So, yeah, we all know it's been going on for a long time. And it seemed to me that they use, the fact that they're saying that it started in the early 1990s and that it, well the early 1990s let you know how long ago that was when Silvio Berlusconi still had hair because <laughs> they uh, show not that it does him any harm his uh, yeah. his current squeeze hasn't I think he still f- got hair it's a strange colour isn't it yeah it's a strange colour but it's not like real hair I don't oh, know I see. Okay. Okay. Came, picking you know, the joke apart and Andy's now googling the joke well, I, so. no, I'm not googling I want to see what he looks like I, I thought well he he's, he's got like this little bit of sort of sandy hair. Coloured hair. Somebody, somebody like myself who used to be ginger, but has gone to the age now where it's sort of more sandy, salt okay, and pepper. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's what Paul calls unfeasibly dark. Unfe- yes, that's <laughs> that's right. Mm. It was like they used to say about uh, Ronald Reagan. He's gone prematurely orange, um, <laughs> but it is. It's a bit like that. But quite apart from Silvio Berlusconi's yeah. hair, um, they're, so they're telling us it started in the early nineties. Then when they go each scene. They put like Madrid, Spain, London, England. You know, presumably for the American the uh, audience. Well, that's probably what it's for, isn't it? They're spelling it out a bit. Isn't they're it? spelling yeah. it out a wee bit.
it, yeah. Um, but yours, you, well, you know... Where, where other places are there in Madrid, though? <laughs> well, it's There's true. only a Madrid in Spain, isn't there? Well, there'll be one in Ohio somewhere, Probably, I suspect, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's sponge cake Idaho. So that's something America. you didn't like. What, what, so, what, 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 did you watch anything you did like? I was going to tell you more of the reasons right, why okay, I didn't like on, it yeah, first. No, no, carry on. I, I, yes, I would carry on for a bit. <laughs> yeah. Only a little, but what, how are we doing for time? No, no. I, as I was saying earlier, <laughs> I came here especially <laughs> so I get a good showing. When I'm down the line... From you the get, you cut off to you, yeah, oh, and from the quickly. beautiful royal borough of Wakefield. <laughs> we have to wrestle him out the studio. Oh, he's actually okay. here. Okay. Well, I'm actually here. Carry yeah. on then. Well, all right. So anyway, they're in Madrid, Spain. The first thing, and they're they're having uh, lunch with somebody from uh, UEFA, and uh, the first thing you get is the shot of clean glasses and nice white tablecloths oh, nice, for people who don't know what a restaurant looks like <laughs> uh, it's great <laughs> to show you they're about to eat but obviously as we all know the big story is there was outrage um, outrage all over the UK and etc etc and uh, uh, and protests and to signify outrage I'm delighted you get a shot of this very studio oh. with uh, Adrian Durham and Darren Goff in it being really? outraged being outraged wow, wow. So, yeah, oh, so the, there's a so it's good to get into a full World seventy three documentary. Lovely, well done, yeah. um, Adrian. Uh, yeah. Royalty for that? I don't know. I don't know. Somebody well, I should doubt some, it. I doubt it no. very much. No, you don't get no, appearance money. You need to be more outraged, Dan. It's profile. They need to be on something like, something like this documentary. Mm. Anyway, I've been in, in a few full world productions. Don't worry about that. Yes, you have. Full well known. Yeah, uh, in the, uh, the the other in complete contrast is an Amazon Prime uh, running at the moment, and it's available uh, on Amazon Prime for quite some time. Actually, uh, it's called "Do You Want to Win," oh. which is a 2017 documentary about Leeds United, but it's about Leeds United when they were in the second division. And oh, nice. um, "Do You Want to Win" is what Howard Wilkinson used to say to his uh, players. It was his uh, sort of motivational thing. He'd mm. say, "Do you want to win?" And if they said no, win? If would they, they get no, dropped? He'd punch them. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, because he did have the sort of Sergeant Major yeah, Wilco yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is very funny. There's a lot of uh, good stuff in it. Um, Vinny, they brought Vinnie Jones into the team, which was quite controversial. Martin, I'm, I'm just going to stop you because I think we're going to go to. No, yeah, was, no we're going to give you second oh, more. Oh, there's been a wicket. There's been a wicket, but we're not going to John yet. We'll go to John in a second. It was, Sorry. Very, right, funny. Okay. It was a very funny moment there, but we'll talk about it with John. Go on. Okay. Yeah, no, we'll stop you again. John's there. Here we go. Here's John Norman. <laughs> well, you called it, Charlie. Uh, the breakthrough has come, and it's come because of Ben Stokes brought into the attack. Bowling is uh, the end of his fourth over, and it's uh, Craig Brathwaite who has been trapped at leg before wicket. Uh, he goes to 17 from 56 deliveries, and uh, whilst the bowlers celebrating, uh, in truth be told, it's the pitch that has done for Brathwaite, who has walked off. LBW without even waiting for the umpire's uh, finger to go up. It was that that out uh, that uh, he wasn't even going to review or even wait for the decision. So Brathwaite goes to 17, a ball that's kept really, really low, trapped in front, and uh, West Indies have lost their first wicket. 50 for one. Yeah, you don't often see people walk for LBW no, in modern cricket. That was plan. fantastic. That was good stuff. Never knew there was degrees of outness. Martin, I think we've got time well, for, for one, one more with you. One well, let more me just, you, well, let let me just tell you, you um, Vinnie Jones, very entertaining. It was controversial. Leeds United brought in Vinnie Jones. And he was talking about how he, um, how he had this great relationship with David Batty, oh, yeah. which seemed to be mainly um, Vinnie Jones playing pranks 
looks on David Batty like uh, digging up his garden and oh. his beautiful house and all that. So, um, but it's well worth watching. Setting their shoes on fire. If you're a Leeds fan of the modern era yes. and 1989, 1990s, that like ancient history for you, it'll give you an idea of um, you know of where yeah. they came from. A lot of motivational stuff like "Do you want to win?" feels quite basic, doesn't it, Martin? Yeah. I don't think it works. I, my, my view is that most managers are mad. I've said this before. Yeah, you know, the, there true. is a degree of madness. Oh, yeah. That's the only way you do it, whether it's Pep Guardiola or uh, Howard Wilkinson. And I think if you can uh, convince your players that you're mad, you know, it might very yeah. well hit them. Uh, even if, even while you're being quite, uh, quite gentle and supportive with them, uh, I think uh, you'll do better. And of course, Leeds United got to the, uh, the they won the uh, the second division title that year. Yeah. Now, Martin, you, you're a fan of, uh, sort of subtitles on uh, sport on TV. <laughs> there yes. was a brilliant one just now. They were to- obviously talking about the strapping on Ben Stokes's knees had to go off, and they said the scrapping. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. So a disastrous uh, result for Italy last night after defeat to yes. North Macedonia. And leaving aside Schadenfreude, you know, a World Cup without Italy mm. again is a shame. I think it is a real shame, and uh, someone who is more of a shame for it is Tancredi Palmieri, who's an Italian football expert who joins us now. Hi, Tancredi. Buongiorno, guys. Buongiorno. Mamma mia, so much time. <laughs> so much. Don't laugh. Don't laugh. Stop laughing. Stop you're, laughing. You're, there is nothing to laugh about. Since so much time has passed, since uh, those eight months ago when I was in your studio jinxing England to play final against Italy and now here we are not a ba- not a disastrous result this is let's put it uh, exactly in the way it is mm-hmm. this is the greatest failure in the history of Italian football because wow. it is true that we didn't qualify also five years ago but this time around we were the European champions and it was with all the due respect obviously against Macedonia. So mm. it's it's unspeakable. One thing would have been to be to get out against us Portugal. But in this way it's really unspeakable. Why have they gone backwards since the European Championships? Is it because they climbed that mountain and that was fantastic and it was just hard to get going again in the World Cup? Uh, look, uh, everybody when uh, is winning a, a title uh, got an excess of confidence, probably an overconfidence. Uh, there was something, and I don't, I'm not looking for excuses. Eh? I'm not looking for excuses. I'm just trying to find an explanation. But this is the first time that a just sacred champion has to be put under judgment only few months after. Because mm-hmm. normally you win the, the World Cup or the Euro Championship, and it takes 13 months to get till the point that you can fail, that you maybe can qualify to the following. After two months, they were already playing Switzerland and uh, and Bulgaria for the qualifying. Mm. And their mind was like, uh, yeah, we did it. We did it with the, the great way we played. So we have to trust in that, which is right. But you need a special commitment always, always. No matter if you are Brazil, whatever, you need a special commitment to go through these uh, uh, knockout stages. Mm-hmm. And Italy didn't put themselves head down to suffer for this. 
you might have to take up cricket in the summer and uh, to give you a little taste of that we're just going to go to John Norman because I believe there's been a wicket John it has indeed 69 for 3 very similar mode of dismissal it's Campbell who's gone for 35 Overton bowling cramping the batsman for the room I don't think it was a particularly good delivery but Overton uh, has, uh, has caused Campbell problems throughout his innings Campbell just trying to uh, basically uh, glide this ball down the leg side he got a glove on it and despite the umpire not giving it out England reviewed immediately and uh, Campbell's had to go for 35. I may just mention as well that tomorrow on commentary for TalkSport 2 will be Jade Dernbach, who played for England, of course, and uh, recently represented Italy in cricket. So there you go. West Indies, 69 for three. Thanks, John. Great there we are. Uh, we're with Tancredi Palmieri. Tancredi, are people calling for Mancini's head? Uh, by the way, not cricket for us this summer. I oh. prefer pub crawl. Pub crawling is better. You can do both. Yeah, you can come with that. You can do... Ah, now I understand many results. Yeah, village and cricket tour is pub crawling with cricket. <laughs> ah, yeah, indeed. Uh, yeah, okay. Some, some of them are saying uh, you can't keep going after such a failure. And they got a point. But at the same time, the thing is that why it is different compared to five years ago. Because five years ago, from the, uh, the time uh, um, manager Ventura, there were many tactical mistakes in the way some players were placed, a couple of players that deserved to be called up. He had no grip at all with the changing room. Uh, with Mancini, is nothing like that. There is no special talent that has been left out from the collapse. Mm. He has sweeped all the possible talent we had. Not only that. Um, he gave an idea and a vision to the, to the way Italy is playing, something we didn't possess before. So, obviously, he's responsible for the failure, obviously. But the way we won, it wasn't something like, oh, you know, we have Totti, Del Piero, Vieri, so just place them in the way they should and we will play. No, he made them upgrade much more. Possibly, the real mistake was to think that what we played the Euro was our normal standard. Mm -hmm. That was a special, it was a special upgrade. The normality, the normal, the, the, the usual situation is that they are decent, but nothing special. I wish you'd saved that for the, the European Championship, if I'm honest. <laughs> 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 what are you going to do? There we are. Um, and uh, so how do you see it uh, moving on? Will, will you support somebody else during the World Cup, Tangred? Have you got another another team you support? Uh, obviously, I'm all, I'm a guest on English station, so obviously <laughs> England. Uh, no, look, if, if I can say, but maybe I, I don't support anybody else because supporting is a, is a, is a too big World. Yeah, of course. Possibly. Follow. Possibly. Uh, you know, I would want to see Argentina win, not only for Messi, but also because if you never join the party with Argentinian fans, you you bloody shoot. Mm. You bloody shoot. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, well um, um, and how long do you think the fallout will last in Italy, in the papers and everything? Will it be a massive fallout for a long, long time? Uh, I Look, as someone that has experienced recently this failure uh, five years ago, I can tell you that the more time is passed, the more is burning and hurting. You would remember from UCC 94 that feeling. Uh, when uh, November, December comes and we won't see Italy the World Cup, it will be yeah. so, so painful. Um, I have to say, maybe if they don't see 
Mancini and the Italian FA president going, so they will hammer on that. I have to tell you, uh, there aren't better options than Mancini at the moment. The only change that would make sense is that if, if Antonio Conte would take the place of Mancini. And I can tell you, even if he's very expensive for national team, uh, I remember very good the farewell presser of Antonio Conte the day after Italy-Germany. And I remember very well his sentence, this is, I'll see you, see you next time, not a goodbye. Mm-hmm. There we are. Tancredi, okay. you've been fantastic. I hope you uh, aren't crying into your, what is it, a beer Moretti. Yeah, um, so you've, no, always no, got no. The, you've always got the Champions League. Oh no, there's no Champions oh, no, League. No, oh, what a shame. We'll let you go, Tancredi. Thank you okay, so much for joining the, us. We got the Champions League. You got the Euro Trophy. Ah, there we are. Okay. <laughs> Thanks so much, Tancredi Palmieri, there, Cheers. Italian football expert. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. There we are. Thanks for having me, Andy. I appreciate it on a Friday. Enjoy it. Yeah, we had a nice time, and uh, you'll be back Monday with Paul, and we'll see. I'll see you next Tuesday. You've been listening to the Hawks. Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.